Welcome, dear listener readers. This is Slow Readers, America's fast-paced literature podcast. I am your host, Daniel. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> That's not right. Me and Ryan are here like gangbusters, kicking your door open like a good old-fashioned raid, you whore. This is slow sex. This is slow sex and violent reading. I like sex reading and slow violence. That sounds creepy. Sex reading. <laughs> don't, we are, don't we have one of those on this podcast yeah. network? Sex reading? Oh, oh kind of. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Where these lovers do all the reading. I, I also just want to point out the joy of seeing Ryan's confused face when mm-hmm. I introduce the show like that. Like, yep. See, this I is, knew this this is why I was going to do it. And I'm like, okay, let's see if we can trust Daniel to do it. Nope. And we I, could not never just again. Do it. Also, when you said that, I wasn't listening. <laughs> uh, we've barely started, and Daniel's already done all the things. Guys. Nobody to worry he'd do. <laughs> all right, let's see. Uh, now we just got to check off a tangent. Tangent, um, racial slur, hey. um, imitating an Asian voice, <laughs> and uh, I totally got, yeah. I totally needled him into doing that. Yeah, I kind of like he did like we were doing like the SN thing, and like I kind of did, I forgot what, I did something, and you like responded back yeah, heavier, no, yeah, and I was no. like, I got you to do it, motherfucker. Yep, the proudest moment of the podcast. I'm so proud of you, Daniel. Welcome to sla- I said slow readers. God damn you, slapping violence. Welcome what? to sex and violence, your weekly punk rock movie podcast. Our show where we talk about boobs, violence, guns, roses, intensity, and robots. And robots. And robots. And I'm one of your co-hosts. My name is Gabriel Mara, and my co-host right here is... Ryan Snyder here as always. Hi, Ryan. Hello. You, you could not say co-host. Co-hosts. You said it wrong Co- twice. Co-hosts, I know. Co-hosts, and then, like, co- and then they said something else. Yeah, I'm still hungover from New Year's, people. Get off my back. It's like January 5th. I think I'm also, like, a little bit ill, but we have a guest who already introduced himself. I, I Yeah, for a while ago. Yeah. Well, let's do it proper. Daniel, mm. our guest, tell us about yourself, I am, including your full name. I am any books you may have written that may have a typos in this synopsis. <laughs> I am. We'll get to that in a moment. I am Daniel Reichel. Uh, I am a co-founder of Top Gun Radio. Hey. Uh, and co-host Radio of, for Sailors. And co-host of Slow Readers, mm-hmm. the podcast you wish this was. Oh. oh. The Danny in Fuck You, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's who this is. That, that, if anyone's wondering. The, the infamous uh, Fuck You, Danny. Yes. We've got to make times. that t-shirt. Also, uh, the third time I'm on this show, right? I think this is like your fourth. fourth. What was it? Wait. It was a... Uh, Only God. Then LA Confidential. Mm-hmm. And then the bug movie that I hated. Starship Troopers? Yeah. Yes. Did we do Starship Troopers for this? We did do that. I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember... Wow. Wow, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. I, got, I got petty vengeance on you guys when I came on Slow Readers because yes. I didn't finish reading the book. Yeah, thought... you didn't read Uzumaki. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I For a second there, I thought you didn't read, um, what do you call it, the... Uh, the, the Trooper? I, I, I like Confidential. I like Confidential. Oh, uh, no, he read that. No, I'm the only... We you, didn't you read two that. did not finish <laughs> it. I got around to it. it was I finished it. very long. Yes. So, um, listeners... Welcome back to another crossover week. And Yay. go fuck yourselves. Yay. You got tricked into this shit listening to this. Uh-huh. Are, we, are yeah. we at 40 now? Is this 40? This is episode 40. This, this is 40. This Happy is 40th. Happy 40th, Ryan. Yeah. We're over the hill. Yeah. We did it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're looking whole like whole year. handsome dudes. We did a full year of this podcast. No. Is it, has, it, has it really? We started like Literally late, late January. Oh, no, that's true. You and I started recording this around this time. Right? Yeah. We, yeah, we were banking episodes for a while, remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah, because um, the, the show didn't start airing until, I think, April. March. Or was it April? Slow Readers, Slow Readers was like a month afterwards, so I think, I, unless I'm off by month, it was, this was March, and the Slow Readers was April, 
Or it could be wrong. I could be off by a month. Mm. I tell you what, I feel like I've been doing slow readers forever. Yeah. Jesus, well, I, th- I feel like um, slow readers requires a lot more work from us. <laughs> Ryan, have, how was your how's your reading been going? My reading? Oh, I didn't start it yet. I'm okay. Gonna, I'll start it. Read what, that. Gabriel? Well, in honor of this crossover week, we are doing Philip Kadik's Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Because the movie we did this week was what? Either of you. Blade Runner 2049. We can, and we'll probably mix in and talk about the first one because we, yeah, all three oh, of us have seen that movie. We've repeatedly we talked hundreds about it. of times. We need um, to uh, we minimum actually... like like twenty two. I will say shout out to former uh, guest on the show uh, Ryan Hill for letting us watch the movie uh, Blade Runner in his yeah, theater. That was pretty awesome. It was a wonderful experience. Uh, Gabriel, how many times do you honestly think you have seen the first Blade Runner movie? I think I've started it at least like thirty times. Okay, I finished it about maybe like anywhere between fifteen twenty. I, I, that's interesting because I want to point out oh, Daniel. Yeah. Who was it who introduced me to this movie? Because I was thinking, Gabriel has never seen Blade Runner. And I don't know how long ago that was. That you Only about like two, three years ago. Yeah. And I was thinking that like, Blade Runner is Blade Runner. If anyone knows what Blade Runner is, it's like, it is such, it is such a singular, like monumental experience. And I was thinking like, I want to show this to Gabe. There's no way Gabe's going to like this. I'm not a big Ridley Scott fan. Not a big Ridley Scott fan. Uh... What else did you think I would enjoy it? Uh, just the fact that it's a slow plotting movie that has no narrative drive. Well, I has like that kind of thing. Weak characterization. Um, I think part of what immediately drew me to it is kind of fascinating in a weird backwards kind of way. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw the movie, I'm like, oh, this is where Wong Kar Wai stole everything. Yeah, this is where a lot of people stole it. But like, yeah. but basically, like I was, I showed this to Gabe. I'm like, Gabe will appreciate this. There's no way he's gonna like. He'll be like, like sitting in your room, like like on my phone. I'm like, or watching Blade Runner. Yeah, fine. And like, I thought I'd be like watching Legend, where my phone was on my. <laughs> was, like I was watch. I was like on my phone for at least half the time watching Legend. Dude, mm. do you want to watch Legend right now? No. Oh fuck yeah. Ryan, have you seen Legend? No. Oh my god, you want to see Legend? Yeah. From the way that he's championing in it, no. Yeah, it is okay. So let's try and sell you on Legend. <laughs> you and I do not match up on no. this, movies well, first at all. Of all. First of all, I want to say this isn't my tangent. Sure. Oh well, no, I think this applies. It's still movies. So, Legend, Ridley Scott movie. It's the, it's a ridiculous fantasy, with kind of how would you so slow kind of ridiculous. Okay. High fantasy elements. The go, getting into also how I feel about Blade Runner. Blade Runner is a very like sophisticated movie with like absolutely amazing visuals. It creates this absolute this like world within it. it has a certain feeling, a very distinct feeling. And, and I hate that kind of. And thing. it's so yeah. Gabriel usually hits. Like, I like fast-paced explosions. He likes. Bu- I like giant robots. Exactly. But um. But that's what. So like that's what Blade Runner I is. Do not like giant robots. Legend, I would say is actually more visually impressive than Blade Runner. So. But hmm. the okay. story is that much more inaccessible. Yes. Very simple. And like the characterizations are also just like much more broad and and and. Well, and, let's let's bring it down this way. Um, it stars. Tom Cruise mm-hmm. as Link, and Mia Sarah as Zelda, and Tim Curry as, as fucking Satan. Lord of Darkness. You, you've I seen... I was out until I heard Tim Curry. Yeah. Why are you out Tim Curry? I, I was out until I heard Tim Curry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but here's the thing. like it is, it is 100% worth it just for the Tim Curry. I mean, just like it's, Home it's, Alone okay, guys, Tim Curry's best We're watching the trailer really? now, because that's what we do on the show. Uh-oh. Trailer time. Oh, man, I can't imagine what the trailer is. I love the old Universal logo. Please go now. 
this is all a set. There's no actual nature for like scenes or whatever. It's this is all an actual set that they created. And this was direct influence on Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Miyamoto like, combined this movie with his travels in his backyards. Do you recognize that unicorn, Ryan? Uh, yeah, that's interesting. That's where that footage came from. He was already filming a screen test for Legend and uh, decided, decided to unicorn. randomly throw a unicorn bullshit in. Yeah. I love that shot of just like the. Yeah, that one. That's so fucking great. Tim Curry is amazing in this movie. I love the, the goblins too. Whoever, whoever's the lady who plays like the lead goblin is fantastic. Yeah. Imagine like Dark Crystal, but slightly more watchable. But made by Ridley Scott, the guy who did Blade Runner. Like, the exact filmmaker who did Blade Runner. You guys think this is Tim Curry's best performance? I do. I think so, yeah, actually. Not Rocky Horror fans, huh? It's fine, but he's not Satan. Also, this trailer sucks. <laughs> yeah. I want like, more curry. It's like, I don't hear like the weird sound design of, of this film. Like, when the, whenever they show the unicorns, they're making whale calls. Uh-huh. This seems like a remade trailer. It kind of seems like it. I don't know, actually. I think it might be. No. There he is. Is this a fan-made trailer? I don't know, Gabriel. I don't want to click it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's clearly. fan-made trailer. There's shitty fucking... Okay. The font of legend. Like, That's Sands or whatever. Well, but that would be legend. So, circling... Oh, Ryan, does it look like you'd want to watch legend? A resounding meh. <laughs> See it? Yeah, I don't like it. See it? It's it's not a good movie. And I would, dare, I would almost say about the original Blade Runner movie, it's accidentally a great movie. It's kind of not a good movie. You don't think the original Blade Runner's a good movie? Well, that here's the thing. It's it's it is a classic movie. It's a great. It's it's like it's not a good movie. It's a great movie in the fact that like there's so much with it that I want to say like doesn't work in a very mm-hmm. like common like st- like storytelling kind of way. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that doesn't work. Like I I think um, like even like Harrison Ford isn't necessarily all that great. Or there's like certain characterizations that are important that don't really come through. I think it kind of has like a new hope kind of element to it. It's that I think Scott was enabled to achieve his perfect vision, but despite that, it turned out something completely different and incredibly memorable. Yes. Or or Ridley Scott, who I have a very complicated feelings about, um, but usually on the whole admiration. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 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 might have actually achieved the vision that he wanted, but he might not have necessarily known what he wanted out of those actors. Hmm. Anyway. Anyway. I would say I enjoy probably some of the influenced movies more than like the original Blade Runner. I love I love hmm. the original Blade Runner, but like yeah, compared to we like, don't think it's perfect or anything. Well, I just love it. Like, yeah, I would rather watch it's like, like my baby. I'd rather watch Looper. I do love Looper so mm-hmm. much. I'd rather watch Looper and Brick. Haven't really yeah. I haven't seen Looper in a long time, and I haven't. I've always been curious about watching it. Haven't done it in a while. It's still great. Yeah, it's still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. still very enjoyable. But I think you know, like like Blade Runner is just it, it is comfort food for me. It is completely comfort food yeah. for me. I think that if I could <clears> live <throat> in nearly any cinematic world, I would want to be in that one for Why? some reason. That's a weird choice. I don't. I because I, I'm, I'm. You just, just want to feel that much more oppressed. Oh, dude, I love <laughs> I love cyberpunk. I think I've mentioned that before. I mm-hmm. absolutely love cyberpunk. Oh, I yeah. like Neuromancer. I love Shadowrun. I'm completely love that world. I love the whole high tech, low life. 
kind of thing to it. It's for me. That's kind of what immediately got me into Blade Runner watching the first time. I'm like, oh, this is where cyberpunk comes from. Yeah, the, awesome. The specifically, because I think it was like Neuromancer might have even been older, but like the the I think look, came out after it. I think. The look and texture definitely was came from that. The world I want to live in is legend. Okay. Ew. Um, I know. Hey, wow. Mia Sarah's so in there. Yeah, All right. Yeah. So, enough of this not really tangent. We watched Blade Runner 2049. Every civilization was built off the back of a disposable workforce. But I can only make so many. Happy birthday. There is an order to things. That's what we do here. We keep order. The world is built on a wall that separates kind. Tell either side there's no wall. You bought a war. You're a cop. I had your job once. I was good at it. I know. And that was number one on your top movies list. Uh, yeah. Not to like spoil too much exactly how I feel about it. I mean, but clearly, what clearly it is, everyone is that... listening to the show mm-hmm. is also a loyal slow readers listener. That's fair enough. But yeah, I did. I'm sure, people are checking their phones right now, being like, "What show is this?" Yeah, that's a good point. What kind of tangent? Uh, but yeah. And we... Ryan, what number was on yours? Number one. No, what, what number was it? Oh, I didn't number. I didn't number oh. my list. I just went with movies oh, I liked. Word. It was on my list. Okay, that's but... on my list. That's on my list. I just, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, my top ten of the year isn't based on like the qualities that you guys look for. It's just yeah. the movies that I enjoyed the most. You went chronological, think, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I did go that way. Yeah. Mm. So you guys view and rate movies differently than I do. That's fine. Don't get it. I know you do because you 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 guys commenting on like, oh, I love the sound design in this. Oh, I love like the aspect ratio, whatever <laughs> fucking bullshit terms you guys are using. And I'm yeah. like, that looks cool. Listeners were different kinds of nerds than Ryan. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah. And even me and Gabriel are different kinds of... Oh, oh, yeah. I've always said this to other people. Me and Gabriel are different kinds of pretentious. Mm-hmm. It's like it's, it's, like, it's like we're pretentious, but in different ways. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. We're different kinds of classy pretentious dudes. But, Ryan, let's move forward. Do you want to tell the listeners, Ryan, or actually both of you exchange sentences, what is the story? Of, or actually, first, what is Blade Runner 2049? It's well, a should, movie. Should we also okay. explain what Blade Runner is? I think we already did. Did we? It's a. I think we went really in depth of what it is. Okay, let's start there. Then. A neo noir cyberpunk set okay. in the future where a guy has to hunt down and kill robots. The distant future! 2019. The distant future. The world is on fire! Let's do this then. Ryan, for anyone who doesn't know, what is the story of Blade Runner 1 in brief, and then Danny, you do 2049? I think I just did it. Oh. Uh, four uh, robots, aka replicants, mm-hmm. have. Uh, escape their off-world mining job thing and are on a quest to hunt down their creator so they can get more life because yeah. they have a four-year lifespan. Uh, they've killed people and a retired blade hunter, uh, blade runner, which is the term for mm-hmm. somebody who hunts down replicants and retires them, aka kills those motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, he lured out of retirement to hunt down these four fucks and kill them. And yeah, hilarity yeah. ensues. He falls in love with the replicant. Yeah, that too. 
Oh. Falls in love with a replicant. That'll come back later. Mm-hmm. Um, Spoilers. He sees, yes. <laughs> he sees a unicorn um, in his dreams and then finds one at the end of and Eddie his James, adventure. Eddie James almost his sort of partner. Uh-huh. Um, who doesn't... He only speaks English at the end of that movie. Yes. yes. He, he's only speaking city speak. Lota. Which is a combination of like... Of, like, Spanish and, like, Korean or something like, like that. Esperanto, probably. But, yeah, yeah, something like yeah. that. Which is fucking... Like James also, almost. Uh, Eddie James almost, I think, created that entire City Speak dialogue himself, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing. I wish I remember what he said what the word for retired was in this one. Hold something on. with an N. Oh, I don't... Like, Nujia. <clears throat> yeah. Something like that. Something like and that. And then, Daniel, what is Blade Runner 2049? Blade Runner Blade Runner 2049. Blade Raid. Um, 30 years after the events of the first Blade Runner movie, uh, the world is worse than what it ever has been. Before mm-hmm. it was, uh, fil- like, it's overpopulated, dirty, oppressive, dark, um, commercials, commercialization is even more gratuitous and yes. in, in your face. You can't walk down the street without, like, a 30-foot tall, like, ballerina, like, hologram, like, getting in your way or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that world, we follow the adventures of Officer K, played by Ryan Gosling. As he, uh, in the beginning, he retires a replicant that leads to... Played a, by Drax. Played by uh, Dave Bautista. And uh, that leads him to a mystery involving possibly a replicant woman uh, giving birth. And they're trying to find figure out what happened to the baby and where is the baby and uh, what exactly that means now that replicants can apparently have children. So Great. basically the plot of Battlestar Galactica. Pretty much, yeah. So does this mean that it solves Deckard being a replicant? I know we were trying to get through this oh boy. while we were watching. I, I'm glad that they do not say anything overtly so, but I think that he is a replicant. I think that it, this movie did a better job even than like Ridley Scott's like like uh, final cuts and director cuts. I think it's only really the final cut that like, it really lays it on heavy. Mm-hmm. But um, it does a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful job of making... It's not important whether he is or isn't. The bigger question is that is that he could be. And yes. it basically dials it back to the point where, like, uh, what's-his-face, Jared Leto even tells him, like, you could be, or maybe you are, or maybe you aren't. Yeah, or something like that. thank so, God. Fine, that's how to do it. Other than that, the radiation thing I never really quite got. Yeah. Um, that's always been, like, not to jump ahead, that's always been my kind of, like, my tell, I figured as much. The reason why... Deckard is a replicant is because he's living in a radiation bombed Los Angeles, like well, Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and he doesn't need any breathing apparatus or anything. But he's inside. He's, but he walks around. He takes care of the bees. Well, yeah. Did you see him go outside for the bees? Only well, you would have to. Well, radiation. Do you see it? He could put on I a mask. Put on a mask. So I think that's why it raises questions and suggestions. They have other answers, so we don't know. Also, I think he's an alcoholic, so that staves off the radiation. He see, says I he has millions that. of bottle of uh, yeah. bourbon. It's, it's the one thing that it carried off in the first one, where it's the, they go, "Hey, he's a detective, and he drinks whiskey all the time." And in this, it's like this is raining characteristics. He's oh, he loves all the whiskey. Hold he on, I'm looked. looking to make sure these fuckers aren't ticketing my car. Uh, I was like, you bastards. For Sorry. some reason, Deckard loves Johnny Walker Black. Is that what he's drinking? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They had yeah, a, he's wearing Black Label. They had a, a, a huge marketing thing where like they were selling Blade Runner whiskeys, which probably went as well as the movie did commercial. Honestly, Speaking I Speaking of which... I would love a bottle of Blade Runner whiskey as a commemorative item. Yeah, yeah. just never open it. Yeah, I would never open it. I would just want to keep it. It would be like, it would have a, a place on my, like, my, my mantle. Try, try and order it through your goddamn store. Wait, did they make a new kind? Yeah, they, they like a new uh, case or whatever. How did we miss that? 
Yeah. I find it impossible that we've missed that. Why did, why did you guys not have, like, Blade Runner drink specials? Well, because no one else cared but us. That's fair enough. But you can, yeah. that's not yeah, true. Listeners, you can make a drink you're, called, you're like, unaw- Again, if you're unaware of Blade Runner, most no. people don't like Blade Runner Fuck or they don't care about Blade Runner. And there's a large critical, cons- or critical consensus of people who do not like Blade Runner. I, I think It's enough, very divisive. I, I think enough people like Blade Runner. It's just... Uh, it's not, it doesn't really look all that special. And it's fucking $150. It's well, just the bottle that he has in the movie. It's oh, Johnny, that's like, Johnny Walker for you, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, cool. We just slapped Blade Runner on the outside of the cake. Like, that's so and cheap. And put in this oh, really bottle. fucking cool. Like, remember the when Spike cool. Lee made a made an absolute vodka? It was actually delicious, too. Hmm. I would rather get, like, Back to the Future Pepsi. Yeah. Than Back Blade, to the Future than Blade Runner fucking whiskey. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Let's just talk about Back to the Future. Yeah, I haven't well, seen I haven't seen Back to the Future. I do love Back to the Future. Ten years. Yeah. Did you catch they use the um the Back to the Future at the end of the um Blade Runner? No. At the end of the uh, Ready Player One trailer. Oh, did they? Yeah. I did not watch that trailer very carefully because it looked kind of like lame. Really? I yeah, the first, I it's like a a mixed bag of like all my favorite eighties things. Like there's a shot of like Freddy Krueger, someone's driving the DeLorean, then they use like the pure imagination on like real slow was really cool, I thought. I don't know. I'm worried. I thought that trailer looked cool. It seems like too much to me. It's a Spielberg movie. That's true. And you know you know how I feel about him. I don't. I'm not a fan. Really? I think he's alright. This fucking guy right. Yeah no everyone's serious me on this. I think he's fine. I think Jaws. I think Jaws is amazing. Totally deserves all the props for that. And I think he's a lot of movies that are really, really good. Still haven't seen Schindler. You haven't seen Schindler's, and you haven't seen Munich. And I think that's right there is where I haven't seen Munich. That, that's where the big hole is, the gaping hole. Is all right. What about Close Encounters? Beautiful movie. Um, I remember I was really bored by it as a child, and I haven't revisited it. it it's a weird. I remember liking it as a kid too. It's a weird if you revisit it. Like I can't believe it, like kids watch this. Like nothing happens in it. I no, watched I, it when no, I was no, a kid, I, and I was like fascinated. I, I was. I don't like Jurassic Park. I was scared because I, I was scared of aliens. Mm-hmm. So I was into all that shit. That's why I was like, cool, an alien movie. Uh, like Minority Report is like my favorite of his. What? That's a weird choice. I love Minority Report. It, a it's a movie. solid movie. It really is. Solid ass movie. And like, just, I love time travel stories. And just like in a lot of um, old, like older, no, that's not true. Um, more recent uh, Spielberg movies, where like the story is actually really great, but like there's really impressive filmmaker filmmaking mm. shit. Oh right, yeah, but you, you know? like, absolutely is. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's it's just kind of like having a modern day version of everyone being like, "Wow, isn't Citizen Kane great?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I mean, everyone rips it off. So it's kind of hard to recognize what it did individually. Uh, I tell you what, though, like if if you see Munich and if you see Schindler's List, you see like you see him being a mature artist. Which if anything, I'll see Schindler. I'm not really interested in seeing Munich. Schindler, yeah. Well, no, Munich's really great. You've seen Munich. Really I haven't Munich. seen Munich. Munich's really great. I don't, not many people like it. Is that the one with George Clooney? No. What am I thinking of? <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking of. Munich's the one with uh, Eric Bana. Hmm. It's, I guess I'm not familiar. Anyway. anyway. The Monuments Man. I'll go with the 70s and 80s shit with okay. this. Daniel, what is the plot of 2049? Didn't I just... No, I already said that. You finish? Let's just start it. We got another uh, No, I didn't... What did you just try to explain the entire plot? Oh, he's not spoil it. He's just trying to find the baby. No, yeah, I set it up. It's all about finding the baby. And then uh, I guess we spoiled the movie in this, right? Did we? I mean, do we? Well, normally do we do we're really yeah, spoiler yeah, we, we spoil. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. It's, available, it's available on release. Three, two, one. Spoiler talk. Yes. Okay, so, and the big question is that whether or not, um, or not whether or not, but Ryan Gosling believes that he might be the baby. He is this fucking Christ baby. Mm -hmm. And um, 
And in the end, it ends up not being the case or whatever. Instead, uh, he's just Spike Spiegel. He's just Spike Spiegel, sure. Uh, I know what that's a reference to. I, just, I was like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ends the same way. But uh, but yeah, and that's the movie. Hilarity ensues. Spoiler lots for Cowboy Bebop. Lots of people... Uh, uh, not a lot of people die, but there's a lot of people who um, get all bloodied up. There's lots of long, gorgeous visual scenes. Yeah, that poor up. bastard who gets his he- head caved in from the back. Yeah, Coco! Coco! And I meant to tell you, that guy is... Really good and really creepy in Prisoners. Oh, I still have. I can't wait. Which one is he in Prisoners? He's the guy who has like uh, boxes full of snakes. Snakes. Okay, I've heard of that. Speaking of which, so creepy. uh, That reminds me. We should also talk about how this is the most recent film of uh, filmmaker Denis Denis Villeneuve, which I think it's how you pronounce it. Villeneuve. Um, Yeah. Mm. Who made? Who made? Siri. How do you pronounce Denis Villeneuve? Okay, I found this on the web for Siri. Close enough. Ask it what's the director of Blade Runner 2049. I hope she says Dennis. Yeah, hold on. Let's try that. Uh, I have a link open right too. In the making of people... Siri, who is the director of Blade Runner 2049? Blade Runner 2049 was directed by Denis Villeneuve. 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 She's, she's British. She's well, ask, ask okay. me a little bit. Yeah, I did, I, did, I did a British version. Let's see what YouTube says. Um... But uh, but no, in the in the making of everyone was calling him Dennis, which is weird because he actually does pronounce his name Denny. Well, I guess hmm. it's just Americanization. I yeah, I, and, I've I've been calling him Dennis V on the show forever. Oh, well, there we go. Dennis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Is okay. right, Daniel? Yeah, okay. Dennis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. So, uh, director of such films such as Prisoners. Yes. Um, Arrival. Arrival. He did Sicario. Sicario. And he did a uh, uh, Enemy. And I think, is this the guy who did, like, Incendiaries or whatever it's called? I don't know. I still think Prisoners is his best. I like Prisoners better than this. I, I'm i a bit mixed on, on Prisoners. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit mixed on Prisoners and Enemy. We see. I like I, Prisoners more, though. I like Prisoners because it's very dark, very moody. Beacons. And mm. it's we don't have many Thanksgiving movies, and it's a Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> That's fair enough, yeah. It, it, okay. In the most fucked up way possible. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, it's... It's this... And planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> oh yeah! What a double feature. That, I, I tell you what, um, it, like just knowing the fact that the new Blade Runner movie going into this was going to be by the guy who did fucking that movie, mm-hmm. and Enemy, and then he did like Sicario. Uh, like, like after the one two of like of Sicario and Arrival, I'm like, oh, like I had I'd never seen anything prior to those two movies. I walked into Sicario blind and something for Arrival, and then I'm like, oh, he's doing Blade Runner, cool. Yeah, both yeah, of those excited. movies. I like I saw the trailers and I'm like. I bet that's good. And then I saw them both of them, and I walked out of each one of those movies like shaking. Yeah, Arrival was fantastic. Uh, yeah, absolutely agree with all that. I I'm such a huge I'm a huge fan of Arrival and Sicario. Mixed feelings, very mixed feelings about Enemy, and very and pretty mixed feelings about uh, Prisoners. Mm-hmm. Prisoners I like quite a bit, but I just I feel like I didn't get it. And Enemy I just did not get. Was it secretly okay. all a game? Well, in a in a way, that's the, what the, the reference. That's the, what the, the Sean Penn shop of cake. Oh fuck off! Oh, yeah. The game. Fuck you, the game. All right. Did you ever see that dumb movie, The Game? No, I thought he was making a reference uh, to a different movie I for a second. No, I meant the game. I fucking hate the game. I was like, I thought you were going with like a Mystic River approach because uh, also that dead children and hey. kids. Okay, we're going wildly off course. I wonder whose fault that is. So, boys, let's go through this. Let's start a few Daniels, our guest. Do you like Blade Runner twenty forty nine? Yeah, um, what's kind of hinted at what you what we all said before is that when I made my top five movies of the year, Blade Runner was number one. 
I, I'm a little um, surprised by that, to be honest. I, I cannot... I cannot state enough how much, like, I, I find this movie so refreshingly fantastic and great, uh, because it is to me. Um, I, I find this, not only that, but, uh, in creative stuff, I find this so inspiring. When I, when you look at something like this, you just think, like, oh, like, these kind of movies are really great. They're fast, they're, they're, they're fascinating, they're, they're, they're challenging, they're, they're interesting, they're visually and, and sonically beautiful, um, that, that, yeah, that's what I get out of this, which is a big I mean, mushroom. At, at the very least, visually, this is exactly what I prayed it would be. Vis- visually and, 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 and visually surpasses starring. what I, what I wanted it to be. And, I was like, wow. And music, because I, I'm a very big fan of, of music and movies. Mm-hmm. And, and this... You're I, a big Zimmer man. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of... Is anyone else, like, a big fan of Hans Zimmer? I like him just fine. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think the finest thing he ever composed was his Dark Knight soundtrack. See, I think you guys follow composers. This is where you guys get your different levels of pretension. I don't really follow <laughs> composers. Speaking like, of, oh, the soundtrack uh, sounds cool. Dude, the score, like, that's nothing. Let's <laughs> talk about DPs. I think it's even weirder. Well, that's, that's the other kind of, like, a big secret weapon that this movie has over any other movie in existence is that this is a $200 million movie that has uh, Roger Deakins as the director of photography. Freaky Deaky Roger Deakins. Uh, and the last time I think he did a movie with this much like budget was a uh, Skyfall, and Skyfall was fucking incredibly beautiful, very visually attractive. Um, and in this, like just just the just like the threefold of like Denny of the Web, Hans Zimmer doing music, and Roger Deakins photog- photographing everything, and the starring magnetism of Ryan the Gauze. I, I would say like not even mm. not even like the, the, the actors. The actors will get into in a moment, but like those three, it's like those guys just firing all cylinders, and they're obviously all huge fans of Blade Runner. Mm. Like yeah, they were able to make. A slow-paced, methodical, uh, uh, very heady... Exactly what the sequel to Blade Runner should have been. Which is weird that, again, that this is such a good sequel to Blade Runner. I was honestly expecting it to go, like, a full-on, like, like mass appeal approach and make it into, like, an action flick. That was my main concern. And it didn't turn into that. No, not at all. It's actually weird that it didn't go go through that. There are action scenes, but, like, it is very slow and contemplative. It's... It's cool. Yeah, there, there's like brief moments of violence, but there's no real like, there's no long project, except for I guess in the climax, but there's no long projected like bombastic action. Yeah. And it's one long detective story. Well, let's transition that to you, Ryan. Do you like Blade Runner 2049? I do. It, it, it made my list for uh, the movies that I like best this year. Um, I'm a big fan of the original. I like this. I, I have some like minor quibbles with a few things here and there nothing like big that would like knock it out of contention but overall i think it's pretty great what, what, what didn't you like ryan um hey, what the fuck this is where I, this is where i was talking to you guys when we were watching the movie that like it's not that i don't like it but i think this movie could have functioned maybe without harrison ford i would mm. like to like get beyond the legacy of harrison ford as deckard <laughs> and see something else in this world and i thought like him in there was fan service i mean you could have written a script for this movie that didn't include deckard so it's a minor stupid thing. I, I think Harrison Ford's just fine in it. I like the movie overall, but I just I want to see more outside of it. Hmm. Well, how about this? Would you also have liked it with... Because um, it's surprising how much, like an hour into this movie, it truly is a sequel to Blade Runner. It's a continuation mm-hmm. it of the story. Yeah. Um, do you think that it shouldn't even have gone that way? It should have just been like something completely different? I would have liked it to be something completely different. Like It didn't need to include like the Rachel storyline or anything. I would have just gone with another dude, hunting yeah. down replicants, throw some crazy mystery in there, some other and give rep- me something new. Other replicants having babies and shit. Yeah. Oh, so like basically it's a spiritual sequel. 
Yeah, yeah. I would have been fine with that. You would rather yeah. have a spiritual sequel. Probably. And I would have said that as much, except for the fact that, like, this... They make managed, it, they, they nail it, it, it made it work. Like, we were... Yeah, it works. I'm just, it's my own personal <laughs> feeling that I just want, like, I don't think, I don't know, a sequel 30 years later, I don't know, it's just weird having, like... I don't like seeing Harrison Ford show up in every, like, sequel to his movies uh, from 30 dude, years ago. It's, old, it's just... Old man Deckard, old man Han Solo, old yeah. man Indian Ninja. Yeah, yeah, like, it's, like, dude, just... Pass the torch, like not let it to, die. Let it die. If they do do a third movie, do you think they're still gonna have Deckard in it? If he's still alive, he's still kicking. I hope not. I think they they, they, they tied up Deckard's story perfectly. There's there's a reason why it ends with him. Yeah, no, you're you're right. But here's the thing, like if you know, this might be jumping ahead, Kitty Cat. This might be jumping ahead. But uh, do you guys want to see a Blade Runner three? I was gonna ask that of you guys too, and I. I know it's kind of jumping ahead. We should have asked it, that at the end. We get to get this guy's feelings. Yeah, you dicks. Yeah, okay, we'll get your feelings. On oh no, go ahead, and finish first. Uh, is it really necessary? I don't think there there need to be a twenty four nine at all. If I want to ask if things are necessary, am I glad it exists? Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I mean, do we have more to say in that universe? I, I didn't think that it had this much to say about. Yeah, it. I think if, if like I said, I thought Blade Runner was. If you got was, someone talented enough behind. You know, in 30 if, if, years, yeah, yeah. if we have another dream team coming together to make another one, like there's another new Wonderkin director capable of making a third one, James Franco. Then why? Oh no, <laughs> starring then, too. Then why? Then why not? If, I don't. If... <laughs> I don't think we get a sequel to this for at least a decade. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I, I hope not. I hope. I don't that want the case. any. I don't want one soon. I want one 30 years from now. You get 20 like 79. I I I would yeah. I would love to see a sequel maybe 20 years down the line by another dream. Starring team. Carla Jury. But. That, actually, yeah, that's actually a good point. It could be a continuation by having by having her. But um, yeah, see if there's a cure for her immune system. Well, she doesn't have it. I don't think she actually has a disease. No, oh, it's just a lie. Yeah. It's a lie. Oh, okay. Well, the protector. Was... Yeah, whatever. Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus also isn't real. What? Uh, so the where my presents come from? Dang y'all! Uh, I'm sorry, and you knew. Oh boy. Anyway, so I think it's my turn. Okay. Thanks for the smooth transition. Hey, hey Gabriel. Yep. How do you feel about Blade Runner? I hated it. Let's move on. Thanks, Daniel. Okay, Jesus Christ. I really like this movie. I think it's really, really good. It is top notch. Okay. Top notch. End of the episode. Uh, yeah, the end. <laughs> All right. But you don't. Do you do you like? Do you seem to love it less than the rest of us, though? I uh, maybe actually. You know, I think that like I, I told you guys, I have one problem with this movie, and it's big enough to. To knock it off my top three, like what do you want to? Yeah, let's talk about the problem. This yeah. is spoilers anyway. Spoiler, or spoilerific anyway. Uh, my main number one problem is that they they use love to kill joy. Not literal love, the character love. They use a character love to kill literal, <laughs> the non literal joy. Yeah, well, love kills Gosling's love, joy, who's also his joy. Who's also the joy in his life. And she has a lot of joy killing joy. Yeah, and love joy. Oh, he kills yeah. her with a K. Yes. Oh, okay, like in K, as in, as in Joe. And then ill is what happens when you're about to die. That's crazy. And also the one-liners are pretty ill. But but basically what you're saying is yes. that you didn't like how, the, how like, yeah. in the in the climax to raise the stakes, yeah. they kill the girl. You know, I, I always, I object, because I think it's it's the hackiest filmmaking trope, trope is to kill the girlfriend to raise the stakes. Hate that. Like... They, they, I feel like they almost go out of their way. Like, the second you know that... Like, she's already, like, not real, and they, she already can't die because she's a fucking hologram. And then they put... They, it's like the, oh, you have to put me in this console. The second you have a conversation of, 
I might die. And you know she's going to die. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's yeah, exactly. And it's I find that really, really irritating. I think that's. I, I've, I've told you before, Daniel, and I think you're right. My favorite thing about Blade Runner One is Roy Batty. That I think Deckard's story is almost incidental to me. I yeah, really don't yeah. care. No, absolutely. He, he's yeah. just kind of like a storytelling like tool to push it forward. The really interesting story in Blade Runner One is Roy's story of how he just wants to live. And then at the end of the movie, he terrorizes Deckard and then just chooses to die, which I think is a beautiful story. It, it, it is. And I also want to point out that I'm so, so great. I need to stop slamming the table. Yeah. This is, I'm so grateful Roy Batty was not even mentioned mm. in this film. That, was, that, that, sh- that shows a lot of restraint. actual restraint and respect for the original, where it's like you just can't, you can't bring up Roy Batty yeah. again. He wasn't necessary to, to bring up in the story. Yeah, which, which, is, which is cool. Yeah. And I felt that um, I spend the entire majority of this movie thinking Sylvia Hoex is amazing. Mm-hmm. The character of love is brilliant. They write her to be something complex and fascinating. And she steals every fucking scene. She steals actually, every yeah. scene. Like, like she just, like chills out my spine. Like, I would love watching this. Like, I felt like I was watching a new actress I could see eat cereal and I'd find it compelling. Mm-hmm. And then you take away all the complexity of that character because you need to raise the plot by having her kill the girlfriend. Because she does. And she does it gleefully, which just seems so wrong for the character to me. It just well, seems terrible. I hope you enjoyed our services. Yeah, like you have Stop. to bring back the fucking one-liner you had earlier. Yeah. That's dumb. However, that's a dumb storytelling choice. How, and I hate it. However, I think it actually does work with the character because Hoyt's supposed to be. Hoyt said as much. I mean, no, even before that, I thought it was fine. It's like, well, she has that like, kind of weird, like childlike glee with everything, mm-hmm. um, especially with the scene where she uh, kills Robin Wright. Um, yeah. But uh, but in this in the making of that I watched for this, the one of two interesting things I learned from this is that Hoke said that she played the character as if she has like a 12 year old's emotions mm-hmm. so that's why you have like those awesome line readings like, like the, i'm the best one like i'm the best and like uh i'm gonna tell mr wallace you try to shoot me yeah so i can kill it so i had to kill you like stuff yeah. like that it's like oh i get it she's 12 okay um i i just felt that the, it it cheapens so much of the movie that like um i, I have the same complaint about quantum of solace you know casino royale my favorite bond film by a million miles mm-hmm. and quantum of solace tried to be a continuation of that and partly failed because you, you establish a world where there are stakes, and then all of a sudden, in a single line and a single shot, it's like, oh, you clearly sexually assaulted and then murdered Gemma Arterton. And then we have a single reaction shot from James Bond, and then we have to go on. And how, yeah, do, um, how dare you do that to Gemma Arterton? Yeah, she first is of all, saint. how dare you do that, too? Like, way to treat another woman like an object, guys. Way to be boring filmmakers. Good fucking job. Boring. And then that's exactly what I don't like about this. The one it drags it so far down for me, cause having the villain kill the girlfriend is so boring and so manipulative. It makes me angry. Ryan, how did you feel about that scene? I felt it serviced the plot just fine. I think it, it doesn't ruin the movie. It just really it doesn't make it perfect anymore. I, I don't know much about as much about like screenwriting and everything as you do. Yeah. So like to me it like does raise the stakes appropriately, but like it's just like where what else am we supposed to do with this character from this point forward? I think Killer. you could have found another way and and really Blade Runner 1, you didn't need that at all. Except maybe they do kill um Roy Batty's girlfriend. Yeah. So it raises stakes for him. That's Deckard, yeah. That's, that's, it, that's, that's our hero see, kills. That's that's a subversion of the thing. Yeah. Like see so all I want is to be surprised. And when the second you have the conversation of, oh, I might die, um, K, then I'm like, 
Same thing that happens in like every war movie. Every the guy's like, fucking movie. I'm writing my girlfriend back home. She's pregnant with our first baby. Like, yeah. oh, you're I can't wait to yeah. get home exactly. to see her. There's that, great, there's that great scene in The Simpsons where that's like the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Mm-hmm. And he has a partner with and he babe. goes, oh. yeah, I'm, I'm two the days US, away from the retiring. The USS Live Forever. Yeah, the USS Live Forever. <laughs> <laughs> but, Mendoza! <laughs> That's amazing. It's I, so fucked up. Oh, when when, when yeah. a trope becomes a joke and you use well, it in your movie, I find it incredible. I think this movie was I, smarter than that, and then it really let me down. I, I think I, I understand the frustration. It is a, cli- a storytelling cliche, mm-hmm. but like it didn't bother me as much because the relate, especially the relationship between Kay and Joy was so weird and out there and yeah. so fascinating that it's like, okay, do that. And that's not the end of the thing. It's not like they kill her okay, and the rest Joaquin, of it. Okay, I've seen they, this movie before. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's that beautiful uh, follow-up scene where he interacts with a gigantic commercial for Joy. And that's also after they torture um, Deckard with his former lover being alive again. Yes. And and, See, like, I, it's and, why it and that scene is so that scene is so nuanced that like I, it's hard for me to even pinpoint exactly how I feel about that between just like... Wow, that must fucking suck, Kay. Thinking, I'm sorry. Thinking structurally, I can't think of a way they could have made it work other than my, my, my quick suggestion fix of that, oh, uh, someone else besides love kills her. And that still would cheapen it to me. But I think, yeah, like... Yeah, same effect. Like, you it's, just it's, leave her behind on the on the bar as you're running away, and yeah. then gone. Or that... See, like, I feel like that it, it, no matter what you do, it has to become a contrivance because you can't fix it without her. Now, I feel like I'm looking at an engine, and there's an extra part, and either I put it in there, or I leave it out, and it just it makes it an imperfect machine. Or, no matter what you're going to do, yeah. you have to do something with her to make it work, or else you don't have her at all, and she's one of the best parts of the movie. Pretty much. I think it was a, it's an unfortunate piece you had to jam in there to make it work okay there's no perfect car out there yet so anyway hey guys any last thoughts on blade runner before we move on to our next segment uh pretty great if they make a if they make a sequel it just make it like at least 15 years from now yeah uh, minimum uh i feel like uh, during the next part i'm gonna try to remember some things that i wanted to talk about but i don't really remember get him out now no um jared leto was really great pinch in it off i'm not a huge fan of jared leto same he's great in this neanderthals um, two scenes crushes it. it it's yeah he's in two scenes and they're so memorable it's so creepy he he's a man who literally saved the world and has such uh, a creepy god complex he pulls out the great entertainer trick it left me wanting more Mm, yes, perfect. Which is which is perfect for for especially like a big performance like that. Although originally, uh, as as we said during we were watching it, originally mm. that was supposed to be David Bowie, famous dead man. David Bowie. That would have been interesting. Went off to the black star. That, that would have been so cool. Just like him being like uh, how he did like Nikola Tesla in like uh, the Prestige. Prestige, like just like that weird, that very 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 strange performance doing that except blind. Mm. It's yeah. Cool. Oh Bowie. Oh Bowie. Um, I you love came this movie. And you bought me a turkey. Yeah, Mindy. Or Margie. Um, wish. It's Mandy. Um, huh? You say Margie? Margie. That's, that's, that's in the Simpsons another thing. Simpsons thing. Oh, uh, I thought you were like actually thinking the name of the song was oh, Margie. No. I was like, no, it's Mandy, pretty sure. I know my Barry Manilow. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't know if the actual line in the real song is, You came and you bought me a turkey. No, it's not. Right? It's, it's old Mandy. Um, you came. came in. Oh, Mandy, you came yeah, in, you gave without no taking. taking. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. only know that oh, song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love Mandy. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I love this movie. I just really hate that one thing. It bothers me so much. But other than that, I think it's a 
gorgeous, really incredibly well done movie of great performances. Plus Carla Jury. Carla Jury. Carla oh, Jury. Sex and violence. Uh, Favorite. Saint. Yes. Oh, Carla Jury. I should also say that this is the one. This is the movie. Daniel, have you seen Wetlands yet? No. Uh, <laughs> watch it, watch it. <laughs> Didn't I make you do... Like, was that part of a deal? Yes, but you forgot about it, so... You piece of shit. So, anyway, listeners, um, this is also the movie I saw... I saw this movie, Blade Runner 2400, which is, by the way, just short of three hours long. Yeah. Twice in a single day. Yeah. I saw it early. I saw it in the morning with my brother in, like, a proper, like, IMAX screen, and it was one of the best theater experiences I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then Gabriel's like, oh, I'm probably gonna see it again at, like, 10 p.m. tonight. And I was just like... Uh, I'm in. Because hmm. uh, legitimately, like, after seeing this the first time, and I'm trying not to, like, sometimes when I want to talk to a movie with Gabriel, it's like, I can't wait for him to see it, because yeah. I'm just like, I want to talk about it, but I, I can't talk about it until you see it first, because <laughs> I don't want to... But, um, but like, my big thing to him is like, dude, all I gotta say is, wow. Mm. Just after seeing this movie, I was like, wow. 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 Great movie. I can't do what that. everybody? No? Okay. What? That was Owen Wilson. Oh. Wow. 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 Oh, wow. It's a flop house oh, wow. I know. Copyright. Totally. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to break. Uh, Danny. Wait, wait, shoot. Danny. What? Do you want to do a live ad for um, Slow Readers? Uh... I'm going to cut in the music right now. That's far from again. Okay. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, there is a show called Slow Readers, which is a sister show to this. Oh, that's a terrible introduction. Um, so, do you guys out there hate movies, hate structured uh, conversations? Well, slide on down to Slow Readers, just around the corner from here, on iTunes and Stitcher, and well, that's it. Um, and in that, we talk about books, we talk about reading, literature, failing to read, trying to read in today's busy schedule. Uh, yeah, we talk about a different book every goddamn week. Uh, we might also Sometimes be... you fail to do so. Sometimes you fail to do so. Mocking celebrity deaths. Mocking, <laughs> mocking celebrity deaths. I think the, uh, the, uh, oh boy, the, the, the list is up to three at this point. Mm. Um, but... It's the third. I, what was it? I don't remember what it was. I don't, I can't stop and think about it now. Boner, Chester the Molester, and... <laughs> Chester the Molester. And, um, I, no, I feel like someone died and, like, my big reaction was, like, what took him so long or something like that. <laughs> uh, but, um... But no, this, well, actually, Sue Grafton died. And uh, when someone said that to me at the bookstore I work, someone was like, Sue Grafton died, the author of uh, the Alphabet series books. And I was just like, she's been dead a long time. Um, Lovely. <laughs> I thought you were going to go like, oh, have you read I for Indifferent? That's, that actually would have been more but clever. Okay. Uh, but, uh, but no, yeah, if you want total class jokes like that, uh, <laughs> go on down to Soul Readers. It recorded in a Top Gun Cove. Yes. Cove, yes, yeah, what it is. And uh, it co stars this asshole over here named Gabriel. Hey, that's me. Ryan's not on enough. No, no, I'm not. For that kind of enthusiasm and reading. But yeah, uh, we legitimately like reading and we legitimately try to read as often as we can. But uh, yeah, clearly we've also bitten more than we can chew because we also have uh, jobs that involve reading other books. Yeah. So that's your fault. Yeah, yeah it is right. entirely our fault. Um, so yeah, go on down. We talk about William Faulkner and Joe Carol Oates too often. Uh, yeah, how do you want like five more minutes? Or? No, I'm waiting for you to wrap to it the, up. To the throat area. Yeah, put your shirt at the throat area and go. Dave, how do you feel about reading? Um, I hate it. I've always, always hated, hated it. it. Ryan, yes. what do you feel about reading? Uh, it's it's a fun pastime for a young man. 
No just, women. Just men. No women. <laughs> just just men. Okay. <laughs> women can't read, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. They poop flowers, can't read. Okay. So, good ad, Daniel. All right. We'll be back after Ryan's commercial. Unless Ryan, you want to do this commercial live, too. A commercial for our own show? Well, yeah, our, send, us a, send us an email. Slash oh, send us an email at sexandviolencepod at gmail.com. Or uh, to at Top Gallant Radio on Twitter yeah. and leave us a five star rating on iTunes and review on Stitcher. Yes. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Um, and this whole cocktail thing is no longer. No. No. Bow. You missed out. You missed out. You fuckers out there. Mm-hmm. Gabriel took his bow, so yes. I'm not oh. going to be the one responsible. Before we actually go to break, <laughs> uh, we did get a lovely message from friend of the show, Phil Laporta, like. Ooh. Two months ago that we should have read on air. <laughs> Sorry, Phil. Yeah. Okay. So, this is response to one of our episodes of Sing Street, the one Sing Street one. Oh. That Philip um mentions us. Um, if you guys don't know it, listen to the Whip Around, where Phil Great is guys. a co-host. Great guys. Good guys. I guessed it on an episode. Good show too. So Phil writes into us, Sing Street. I haven't been happier at the end of a movie. I haven't rooted so hard for a main character to succeed, and I haven't loved the side character like the older brother in years. Thank you, my friend. And that's Phil. Thanks for writing in, Phil. We love I you might, too. I might watch that movie tonight. He, he could have also. I have that like illness thing coming down. I just want like a cup of tea and like yeah. my wife to sit next to me. And that's oh, a really good like sick movie, I think. I like it. It's okay. Beautiful. We'll be back. You guys want to talk about Sing Street? Yeah. Okay, let's go to break. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Hi, it's me, Ryan Snyder from Sex and Violence. Can you guys do me a favor? Head over to iTunes, give us a five-star review. If you can prove that you wrote that review, you can bring that into the bookstore speakeasy and get a free drink. Or if you got any questions, drop us a line, sexandviolencepod at gmail.com. Sexandviolencepod at gmail.com. And that's the word and. A-N-D. And. And thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it. Top Gallant Radio. Fuck you, Danny. Hello and welcome back to Sex and Reading. Hi, Ryan. Uh, I am your host, Ryan Snyder, Hi, with Daniel. my co-host and guest. I'm Gabriel. Uh, Daniel. Diarrhea Hi, Dan. Daniel. Welcome back. Diarrhea Dan! Uh, hey, Diarrhea Dan's still in the hospital. Oh, no. Right, man? He's been in there for like a couple months. I think... Are you sure he's not just like taking advantage of like healthcare? Well, he could be. I mean, he's a strong believer in, uh, in the... You know, Obamacare, for example, he really wants to drag that out. I can do that. Mm, got the got the program. Yeah, he's got he's got the program. He he's taking advantage of that. Hey, better than being in jail. Gets three hots in a cot. Yeah. He's lost about sixty pounds though. Oh no, dude! He, he was Dis- like a rail thin as a well. Dis- dysentery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. He was Straight dysentery. up fucking cholera. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so, boys, Ryan, guess what I watched last night? Porn. Actually, no. Okay, what'd you watch? I watched. An episode of The Punisher! Yes! So that means we're doing an episode of... Let's be frank. Let's be frank. What? Um... Let's be frank. Let's be frank. Let's be frank. Let's be frank. Perfect. Let's be frank. Let's watch The Punisher. That's all I got. Sounds good. Cool. Cool. I made a theme song. Did you hear it? No, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I put in the last something to let you track. Can we talk about the Punisher movie that you guys watched? Yeah. Because I was skimming through that fucking movie. Oh, okay. Let's, let's do that. Let's, that's part of Let's Be Frank. All right. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Let's Be Frank, your one and only Punisher podcast, where Ryan Snyder and I discuss everything there is to know about Frank Castle, Castle's In and Out, Castle Rocks, and um, the Max. Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank, the Microverse, all yeah. that nonsense. We have a special guest with us today. What's your name, guest? Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Daniel, what is your feelings on 
First of all, Punisher Warzone. Punisher Warzone? All I gotta say is that Dominic West, great actor, I feel like he saw the Dick Tracy movie, saw Al Pacino, and was like, not cartoony enough. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. End of a comment. Okay. It's cartoony and fun. <laughs> yeah. It's like a... It's a bad movie, but he is so... He is so... It's an over-the-top. Over the it's yeah. an over-the-top dread. I wouldn't even say it's a bad movie. I think it's a ridiculous movie that has a, that knows exactly what it's doing and has a lot of fun with it. I like ultraviolence. Yeah. I, I think it could have been a lot better. <laughs> um, That's not wrong either, but I think it's a good time. I just think it's fun. I had a really good time with that, actually. Okay. You know, uh, Kurt Sutter... I, I, I watched that movie, like, half reading, and I enjoyed every minute of it. <laughs> Which I did that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kurt Sutter apparently, like, uh, wrote an early version of that script. Oh, hmm. really? Yes. Kurt, Kurt Sutter of Sons of Anarchy? Yes. yes. Okay. And the Bastard Executioner. Oh, that winner. Yeah. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> All right. Did that get canceled? Yeah, I got oh, canceled yeah. after one season. Right away. It, it was this big follow-up series to uh, Sons, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I remember like watching like an episode, and I was like, not interested. Was it really not <laughs> that good? Because like that sounds. It seems like a very cool concept. I don't. I've. I'm on record stating I'm not a fan of directors, writers, creators putting their significant others or wives in like leading roles. Sherry Moon, much? Yeah, Sherry Moon. Um, what's her face? Fucking. Tim Burton's wife. Oh, Helena Bonham Carter. She she's annoys, a great actress. She annoys the shit out of me. When she's not in a Tim Burton film, she's an amazing actress. <laughs> That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. King's Speech, she's wonderful. King's Speech. Katie Seagal. Like. Oh yeah. Kurt Sutter's married to Katie Seagal. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's fun. Katie Seagal from Married with Children. Yeah. And of Futurama. He's married to her. Yeah. Okay. Heavy. I didn't know that. She's in Bastard Executioner. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to picture Peggy Peggy in Bastard Execution yes. yeah. world. Also Sutton Foster of well I guess she never worked with Ted Griffin, but she's married to the director and creator of Terriers. Oh my god! Anyway, Daniel. There's one other one I was annoyed with, but sorry. Anyway, continue. Daniel, have you watched any of Johnny Bernthal's The Punisher? No. All right, Ryan. <laughs> so how far are you? Uh, I'm guessing you just got. Did you get to the car crash episode? No. Oh, okay, never mind. Then I'm I'm like two like two ahead of that. Okay, so the one I just watched is where, um, basically it's all about Micro and uh, Punisher just kind of circling each other. That he's stuck in the chair still, oh, and we have, have the all the heavy flashbacks of Kandahar. Yeah, pretty great um, episode. Pretty great episode. He baits him into the uh, uh, human uh, brain needs routine. Thing. Yeah, that was really great. I liked yeah. that a lot. That was pretty fun. It's a really good show, actually. I'm liking the dynamic between Micro and Frank Castle more and more as time goes on because they're just totally antagonistic, but they need each other, and yeah. it's it's really interesting to see the way that like they play off each other. It's I'm I'm waiting I'm waiting for the slump because there is always there's always a Marvel slump for me, and maybe I'm, my fingers are crossed that it doesn't happen in this one. I think I'm there. Oh no. Daniel, what's your favorite Marvel TV show? Uh, I was just gonna say that I have. A you hard, can't say the X Men. I have a hard time. That's fair enough. Uh, I have a hard time getting into any of them because I think the first one I watched was Daredevil. Daredevil season one and two are pretty good. Unimpressed. Really? Not even a fan a little bit? No, I, I there's a lot to appreciate, but like I didn't want to watch ten hours of that. Yeah, I think they're all way I think all of them should be six episodes long. Yeah, I don't know why they're not. I don't know why especially like these shows on I Netflix agree. or whatever. And they're all hour long episodes. There's too much content. Yeah, it's that's exhausting. It's too much and just like I feel like there probably could have been like if it was ten episodes, if you crammed all like the good stuff down to like six, it would have been stronger. But instead yeah. you just have like you'll have like an episode or two where it just fucking goes. This is goes the thing on. that I appreciated about um a show that I 
I cannot recommend to Gabriel because no. I think he'd hate it. Uh, Stranger Things. They, <laughs> oh, they do course, like thank you. an eight or nine episode series and they don't drag it out too long. It's yes. perfectly like it's perfectly formatted for each episode. And another one I mentioned before, Mindhunter, where they do episodes mm-hmm. that are different length for each episode. So they take the time they need to tell the story in each episode. There's that's like, super exciting. There's me. one that's like a forty like thirty five to forty minute episode and the other ones are like sixty. 50. That's like they, awesome. They're all over the board, and I think that's amazing that they do that. They're not like trying to fill time. If they have yeah. something they need to say, they say it quick, or they take their time to say it. Yeah. Piles of filler in these Marvel TV shows. Yeah. Piles and piles. You don't. If they, if you can have a five minute scene be even less than five minutes, go for it. Never stretch out a five minute scene to an eight minute one because you're filling time, and mm-hmm. that's what they do all the fucking time in the Marvel TV shows. Oh, Arrested Development did that too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, which was... is which is. No, I'd say that's a good thing. I mean, I think they kind of clearly went overboard. No, they was like, always went overboard. There was like long ass episodes that didn't need to be that. They long. should have all been twenty two minutes. I can't believe that the Job episode was the first one. Yeah, that was a bummer. But uh, but no, that's exactly what it needs to do because I like I said like I was unimpressed. I it was um they did like the thing where it was like a long single shot action scene. And even by that point, I was like, dude, you're like five years too late to make this impressive. In this latest episode of Punisher I saw, they do the same kind of thing again, but they do it to an incredible effect. Yeah, like, it, I, I, if I explained it to you, you'd think it was probably a little hacky, but they make it really, really work. They do a flashback yeah, yeah. to, like, the last time, like, the last mission that they do as a, what's it called? As a covert military team. Mm-hmm. And uh, Frank basically goes in solo into this building to try and save everyone. And this really kind of painful country song not painful like um, like embarrassing but it's painful country song from the point of view of a wounded soldier mm-hmm. of like a betrayed soldier it plays and it's Frank savagely murdering all these like, it's pretty grotesque it's pretty intense it gets it's RR it's pretty awesome like covered in blood yeah like, it's like... super super effective that sounds impressive no you should watch Punisher TV show it's great True Detective had a good one of those as well true that one was actually incredibly well done it, it was incredibly well done Joji Fox Joji Fox you should have done it Oh, I was uh, YouTubing scenes from It, the new one, mm-hmm. because I haven't seen that fucking <laughs> Oh, yeah, you had it. No. You told the story. And uh, so, I don't know if I had, but you know, I, I do want to say, uh, officially, that before I said I don't want to see it because I don't like the idea of Pennywise the Clown just being like a monster clown, mm-hmm. because I was like, no, Pennywise is creepy because he's a clown in the sewers trying to get children to come down there. He's a clown at all. Like, yeah, like, that's that. Um, but no, I, uh, the, his, what's-his-face's performance as, uh, Pennywise was, was pretty good. It was actually, it was very, it was very creepy. Uh, it's, it's very, also important, very different from what Tim Curry did, Mm -hmm. which is very good. Uh, in this, he plays a a monster, uh, that is wearing its human face very poorly. Mm. Uh, and I absolutely fucking dig that. And the shit that he does with his eyes is really fucking interesting. Oh, yeah, that could, weird fucking... And apparently he's actually doing that. Yeah, he can eyes. actually do that. That's I... fucking terrifying. Yeah. yeah. It, it, like, it, if that didn't get him the job, I don't know what did. Also, the teeth prosthetics made him constantly drool like that. That's pretty cool. And so I haven't seen the movie, but I watched a lot of Pennywise I scenes on YouTube. The movie's I, that, great. That movie got a solid positive from me. Yeah. That I, I had my but, issues, but like I always do. I, I I love it, but even I have my issues with it yeah. too. It's like it's it's but, not a flawless movie by any means, but it is a. Anyone who hates solid. it, I'm like, why did you hate it? Yeah. There's no reason to hate it. A lot I of think, the horror stuff seems to be a miss. Though. The jump scare thing is the only problem the, I really have. The jump scare is that, and then like like I saw the scene with like the leper. That was weak. Yeah, yeah. it was very there's weak. A, there's a couple characters that I think are underserved in the yeah. Losers Club. Like I don't think. Mike gets enough time. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Mike. Mike apparently is yeah. like practically cut out of the movie. Yeah. yeah, Mike and Stan, I think, don't get enough time. So like, yeah, let's uh, let's cut the time for the Jew and the black kid. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. The, the whole projector scene is in one of the most effective oh, horror scenes I've ever seen in movies. That's fucking terrifying. It's incredibly well done. The projector scene? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You'll see it. Maybe I'll watch it again. All right. But so, okay. any more on Let's Be Frank? No. All right. Do more than that. Uh, Let's Be Frank, a.k.a. Pennywise, the dancing clown comes dancing in. Totally yeah. true. Yeah. Okay. So, um... That kind of wraps up most of our news for this week. Next week, actually, this will be fun, um, Daniel, if you want to put your two cents into it. Uh-huh. Um, it's one of the last, so there's only a few more episodes left before I move off to California. Get We're going to go on a My Grody Vile Valentine hiatus. Fuck himself. Yeah, yeah for yeah. like a month, so sorry, guys. All You're going to be missing us for like a month. Yeah. While Gabriel travels. Yeah, I'm going to be driving across the country. But our next week's movie, we might have a guest if we can get a hold of her. I heard she's feeling really ill. Um, we're going to be doing... Possession oh, by Andre no. Zalowski. Oh, oh <laughs> no. Ryan, good fucking luck. This, this, this only means that I get a free pick after this. Yes. Yeah, yeah, this is... Yeah. Gabe's going away, President. You get a free pick and then fuck you, I get one. Yes, no oh problem god. at all. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> Ryan, I am... Con- I'm conf- I do not know how you're going to take this movie. I think there's a very good chance you'll hate it. And okay. There's a very good chance you're gonna hate it, T to B. Ryan, I'm pretty sure Gabriel would tell the story, but what happened was that um, I remember hearing about this little movie called Possession, and exactly what that is. I uh, illegally downloaded it uh, and sure. and started watching this, and I'm just like, like I'm and I'm drained. Like one episode in, one at my episode, one scene in, and like I'm just like, what the fuck? In like two hours, and I'm like, is the whole movie like this? And kind of skimming oh, yeah. ahead, and I'm like. What the fuck? So, like, I watched, like, 30 minutes of it and then kind of, like, skipped ahead, put it down, and I was like, hey, Gabe, you ever hear this movie called Possession? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I think you, it's, every movie, the emotions are at a level, and it's just two people going fucking crazy on each other because of their relationship falling apart. I can't stand watching it for too long. I think you'll like it a lot more than I will. Yeah, maybe. And you liked it a lot. I love this movie. It is an ungainly beast of a movie. It is a drooling monster of a movie that's too fat and smells terrible and sticks around way too long. But I love it. And okay. that's and that's what the movie is also, I believe, getting across. It's what it wants to do. It, like it's, it's doing it on purpose. It's unpleasant, but it's supposed to be. It's deeply unpleasant. Yes. Okay. But that's gonna be next week's thing. Let's wrap it up. Daniel, plug for us. Ah <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, my name is Daniel. My name is Daniel. You can uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram, Twitter and Instagram at Top Gallant Radio. Radio. Message me. Message tell me you like it, and then sign in, subscribe, download and subscribe. Download and subscribe. Slow Readers, uh, the other show with this asshole right here. Hey. And uh, where we talk about books. Uh, I believe this coming episode... When the fuck does this come out? Okay. This fu- oh, no, that's right. We're going to do a, a second part or two to yep. this episode. Where we're going to talk about Do Androids Shape Electric Sheep? Yes. The boring book that Blade Runner is based on. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, listen to so you'll get more Ryan if it's come to our show. Yeah, yeah we're going to talk about a book. Crossover. And, and you know what? We're hardly going to talk about the book. <laughs> yeah. Probably. But yeah, that's that's that. Also, Prepare a blackboard, a bill, uh, corkboard. Yes, blackboard, corkboard, and billboard. you and you can also uh, purchase for ninety nine cents a short novel I wrote called "The Great Destroyer: A Sea Story" on all ebook retailers. Hey, where do you guys go? Uh, um, you can find me on the Instagrams at Tangle Like Cash, and uh, yeah, you can no longer find Gabriel at the bar, but I'll still be at that bar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, that's pretty much where you find me. 
Gabriel. Oh, wait. Also, leave us uh, five-star reviews on uh, iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, yeah. Sex plus violence. You have this fucking podcast. You know where it's at. <laughs> um, listeners, you can find me on the internet at gmara, number four, serious, on Twitter and Tumblr. You can also find me on Instagram at babymara, five A's at the very end of it. Please listen to the other Top Gal Radio show, which is Only Lovers Left in the Library. Um, because of all the storms in Puerto Rico, we're hitting this weird, like, hiatus of them. But hopefully I got a hold of Christina because I think she has internet again finally. We are going to be switching to weekly from now on. Yeah. The Only Lovers Left in the Library podcast. They have plenty of episodes. And when we finish the season, we'll get another one wrapped up for you. But um, that's going to be coming back with a vengeance, I think, next week. So, guys, please listen to these shows. Um, review all of them. Rate us. It's like Email us. Send us a message. We want to hear from you. Be like Phil. Yeah, be like Phil. We'll read it on air. I yeah. promise. Listen to the Whip Around. These are the big yeah, Whip Around's great. Yeah, yeah. Check out the Whip Around. All right, guys. Um, that's it. That's about it. See you next right. week for Possession. Bye, Daniel. Thanks Very for being well. on our show. You're Fuck welcome you, for having Fuck me. Fuck you, Danny. Wait, it takes forever to have me on again. Bye. Bye. <laughs> This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Reichel and Gabriel Mara. For more podcasts and content, go to topcountradio.com. 